Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He is officially running as an independent candidate for president of the United States, definitely putting a thorn in the side of both the Democrats and the Republicans. Why? Because he's talking about the issues that people care about. So naturally, we got to talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our Cardio Miracle Studios. I get often asked, Brian, you talk about Cardio Miracle all the time on your show, do you truly love it as much as you say you do? The answer in short, yes. The cardio miracle difference is real. If you want to go ahead and improve your heart health overnight with truly one of the best supplements I've ever come across, 52 whole natural ingredients. And by the way, folks, 100% money back guarantee. If you want to lower your blood pressure, if you want to help improve your sleep, gentlemen, if you want to help improve your sexual health, I cannot encourage you to check out Cardio Miracle enough. Head to CardioMiracle.com. Use code TBNS for 15% off your order. One more time. Yes, I said it once, I'll say it again, 100% money back guarantee, so you quite literally have nothing to lose besides that high blood pressure, so make sure you head to CardioMiracle.com, use code TBNS, and get 15% off your order and start your heart health journey today, and uh, talking about, yes, in the world of, I guess, medicine, medical questions, and, and really, this all kind of started the RFK conversation, right, the precipice there in 2020 with the, the COVID vaccine, and he he has been a vocal a vocal proponent standing up against a lot of the, the, the questions that are being raised, specifically when we're looking at the medical industry uh, industrial complex, so to help us talk about that and more today, and really dig into RFK Jr.'s independent presidential aspirations, joining us here on the show, Kevin. Kevin Jenkins, welcome to the Brian Nichols Show. Hey, Brian, how are you, my friend? Doing well, was, Kevin. Thank you for joining us. Looking forward to yeah, this conversation. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, to it too. Awesome. Well, let's dig into things. And before we, uh, actually, how about this? I'm putting the cart before the horse. First, let's do ourselves a favor. Introduce yourself here to the Brian Nichols Show audience and kind of what's your role working with RFK Jr. there? Well, you know, RFK Jr. has a stellar team of people. And, you know, and what I try to do is always give the best advice that I can possibly give. Being involved in politics since I was born, I understand what the market of politics look like, in particular in the black community and suburban and urban parts of the community, a part of the country. So I got to tell you, I just think right now Bobby Kennedy is doing um, this country a service. I, I think that the conversation he's having with this country is waking so many people up. I think he's single focused on fighting against the tyranny of our time, like his um, his dad and like his uncle did. I think all of us, you know, I think he shares. He shares our values and our principles about how this country should be moving forward. And one of the things I'm excited about is that he's prepared and willing to fight against the globalists and the corporatocracy that now control our government. I think all of these agencies that have been captured, all of these politicians that have been just doing business as usual have let this country down. And I think the fact that he put his life on the line and came out in front like he's always done and stood, is standing up for America and standing up for the common man is a great thing and we should honor that and i think we should give him support all of the mechanical stuff that's going on about independent democrat or republican i think that one of the things that he's focused on is america first and i think as any candidate goes through this process is a learning process about what should be said and what shouldn't be said but i hope and pray that he continues 
on lending his voice based on truth. When he just first, when he announced um, several months ago, his whole whole theme was about truth. It was about telling the American government, the, I mean, telling the American people the truth. And I think it's important that he stays on that course, that he stays singular focus, not get trapped in the, you know, the beltway discussion about who supports this and who supports that. I think that would be a big mistake. And I think the black community now is wide open for a bigger conversation with someone that cares about them. And I just hope that, you know, his leadership team inside the box understands that they need to do their due diligence. They don't need to sound like another, you know, like all of the other candidates. And they need to stay focused on what he had, his theme was earlier on, that I'm going to tell the American people the truth. If he stays there, he just keeps rising. If he starts using, you know, the political speak and trying to be safe and trying to please everybody, well, that's not a good, that's not a winnable strategy nationally. People are tired of that. And I think that's why Trump was so effective. And that's why he's still so effective, because he's a plain spoken guy. He might be accomplished. He might be wealthy, but he knows and has good sensitivity about, you know, what people are thinking and what people want to see happen in this country. It's amazing. <laughs> like <laughs> we just outlined exactly how to win elections. Right. And and yet it, it sounds so simple. And yet, to your point, so many politicians get lost because there's like, what, 400 consultants that likely will be picking their brain and, and of course, lending their opinions. And usually what ends up happening is to your point, right, Kevin, we go through where they're like, OK, these are the issues that you have to, to focus on. And, you know, it's not because the people care about it. It's because the donor class cares about it. The political class cares about it. But when we say, how do you actually go out and win these elections, it's not the donor class, it's not the political elites, it's the average person who you're trying to not convince, but rather earn the vote of, and with that, how do you earn that vote? You don't go out by just talking about random nonsense that goes over their head or frankly doesn't apply to them, but rather, as we say in the intro, you meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Now, I look at RFK Jr. and I, I see a lot of positives and I also have a lot of question marks and, and frankly, that's from my own political lens and yet when I look at RFK Jr., when I compare it to, as you mentioned, the left and the right paradigm and the left and right choices we've been given, left Twix, right Twix, Republican, Democrat, however you want to identify it as, but at the end of the day, RFK is really offering, dare I say, a viable alternative and I think that's maybe why he is such a threat and let's dig into that first, Kevin. RFK well, Jr. has been lambasted by folks both on the left and some folks on the right, not nearly as many, but namely on the left, I think, because they view him as a threat. What's kind of your, your, your uh, I guess, thought process there? Do you see him as a threat to the left or well, I, more I to the right? Him, I, I see him as a perfect storm. I see him as mm. a disruptor, and I want him to stay a disruptor. And I think what happens is your consulting class, they're always looking at the wrong thing. You have to say this, Bobby. You have to do this, Bobby. You can't stand for this, Bobby. That story is a campaign. I fired many of consultants that told my wife who was elected for 20 some odd years, well, you can't say that and you can't say this. But when you look at the condition of Americans right now, they can't feed their families. They're fighting against all of this, um, this transgender, the transgender issues that are happening in this country. That's real. I mean, you just can't, you know, try to be balanced in that discussion. People want parental rights. People want to be able to have a say in their child's education and how they how they can protect their children. Mm -hmm. So for me, I think that he's right there where he needs to be. I think the consulting class needs to be put in a box. I think he needs to stay single focus on telling America the truth. I think he needs to get away from all of the other issues that really don't have anything to do with the sovereignty of this country. I think when he went down to 
the border, that was spot on. When he's been going into the black community, having conversation, spot on. When he was having a conversation about reparations, a lot of people snapped at him. But the thing I was saying to everybody is, at least he has the courage to want to have that conversation. Now, a lot of people don't understand the issue. And I think, you know, and, and I really believe that he's going to do his due diligence and come back and have a bigger and bolder conversation with the black community because that's a black issue. Mm. They are concerned. They want to be repaired. They want to be respected. And they're walking away from the Democratic Party. Actually, the Democratic Party is pushing them far right, yes. like I've never seen before, which, in fact, I think that black Americans need to walk away from them because they've been lied to for 50 years. After the civil rights movement, it was all downhill for us after that. Think about that. So I think the black community is taking a step back and saying, OK, let's look at who is going to be the group or person that we're going to support. And I think they're leaning Bobby's way. But in rural America, when I speak to the Republican clubs, they're saying, whispering to me, Kevin, we like Bobby. You know, I was just in Newark, New Jersey the other day. I said, Kev, how is he doing? I said, he's out there. He's a disruptor. He's doing the work. He's not perfect. None of us. No human being on this planet is perfect. But I don't think he will ever stand with the globalists. I don't think he will ever stand with the corporate community. I think he will always push back because he started day one by saying, I'm with these mothers. I'm with these ch these children. I'm going to fight against Big Pharma. And guess what? He was right. Yes. You have to respect that. Yes. You have to respect that about a person. He said, I'm going to stand with parents. I'm going to stand with children. I'm going to fight against this evil system. I'm going to fight against the tyranny of our time. And I'm very, I'm very proud of him. Now, the movement that he's creating, I don't think they, I think they underestimate him. He's creating a drown, a groundswell of energy for young people in this country like I've never seen before. So for me, as a person has been an observer and been involved in campaigns, he right where he's right where he needs to be. He just needs to tinker, uh, tweak a little bit of his message to get people to understand that he's willing and able to learn and listen. Hmm. And I think he has that ability. You were on uh, RFK's podcast back in 2021. You were talking about medical apartheid. And yeah. I mean, what perfect timing. We were about a year and a half in at that point to uh, the, the COVID-19 insanity, namely the insanity with the ensuing government reaction to the pandemic. And you saw there was a, a huge push in 2021 vaccination. It was the number one conversation. If you don't get vaxxed, my goodness, you might lose your job. You might not be able to go to the restaurants you want to, to go to. You might not even be able to, to go to school. There were so many is restrictions that were put in place. Fast forward two years, even though it's only a short two years, uh, we, we now find that not only was the vaccine sold to be something it was not, but also the, the very specific reasons that these, these arguments were being put forth of why we need to mandate vaccination because it stopped you from spreading the, the, the COVID-19 to others. It stopped you from getting COVID-19 from others. And, and then it would give you the best immunity possible going forward, all three one, two, three, resoundingly proven false. And yet we still have folks who are still on board with this, Kevin. They're still on board with this narrative. RFK Jr., though, has been the one, really the one adamant voice I've seen consistently over the past three years going on all types of media to talk about the medical apartheid state and, and frankly, what, what has been uh, the, the outcome of this COVID-19 vaccine uh, public policy proposal and the damning 
uh, consequences that we've seen come from this uh, approach to forced vaccination. I would love to you know, get a little more, more of the context that you've been able to uncover as you've spoken with RFK and maybe just a little bit more in terms of what makes him tick on this particular issue. Why is this something that he is so focused and adamant on pursuing if he is, you know, in, in fact, elected president of the United States? Well, let me just say this. Um, I had the distinct honor of working on and co-producing um, a documentary with him called Medical Racism. He did not have to do that. He got flack because it was directly sending a message to the black community. I understand medical racism. I've seen it up close and personal. My family's always been involved in trying to make sure that the black community had all of the things that it needed to do to be able to protect itself from medical tyranny. And I think that was one of the most courageous things that anybody could have done at that time. I mean, you got to give him kudos for that. Are you running a small business? If so, I bet legacy technology is the ultimate thorn in your side. Nothing worse than systems that can't adapt and hold you back from innovation, am I right? Well, my friends at Serpent Networks make it their mission to pave the way for small and medium business growth. They'll strategically integrate platforms, workflows, heck, everything you have tailored to fuel your competitive edge. If your tech needs an overhaul, go to serpentnetworks.com and book a free consultation. Serpent will get you primed for rapid IT growth. One more time, Serpent Networks, your IT problem solvers. But the second thing is, he is um, uh, uh, someone that I believe that just cares about people. At the end of the day, we want our candidates to care about us. We want our candidates to value us. We want our, we want our candidates to fight for us. And he's demonstrated that. On the issue of COVID, not only was he spot on, but he woke up the world. He shook up the world. Like in Muhammad Ali, you know, I always <laughs> love that thing. He shook up the world. He shook up the world and he's still doing it. Think about it. So many more Americans, so many more people on this planet understand this issue and the fight that we've been having with Big Pharma and the fight that mama bears all around the country were having with Big Pharma being called anti-vax, anti-this, anti-that. So the same way he looked at the environment at the local level and how it was going to impact people in cities across America and urban and rural parts of America, he did the same thing when it came to this issue of not just COVID, but how do we protect our body sovereignty? And then it went into how do we protect ourselves from this evil government? Then it went into I'm going to fight all of these people every day to make sure we build an army around this country that we can start to demonstrate to that that group of people that believe that they want to rewrite the DNA of our faith, that we're not going to just fight them, but we're going to inform the world on how to fight them. And we're going to protect our children and our families and our communities from these evil people. So just in my community alone, right, majority, believe it or not, this is it's been fascinating. Majority of the younger people in my community didn't take the experimental biologic. A lot of people that took it, maybe one shot, said they will never take another shot. That means flu shot, any other shot. Now, think about this. And that's happening all across America, the early childhood uh, um, vaccine schedule is done. Um, pregnant mothers are saying, I don't want that experimental body. As a matter of fact, I don't want any of your shots. People are reading his books. People are watching his lectures. People are really out there saying, listen, if this guy can give up his brand and give up his name to come and fight for us, we need to fight for him. So the COVID narrative is still there. They are still pushing every single day to strip us of our humanity, strip us of our civil rights, strip us of all the things that we hold dear as Americans. I think Bobby is focused on America first. Look, I got to tell you, Republican Party, Democratic Party, guess what? That's not our party. There's only two parties in America. It's the Globalist Party and America First Party. <laughs> Whoever's not talking to America, they're done. They're not going to get out the box. 
And I think with Bobby just stays focused on talking to America as they're trying to address every issue happening on the planet Earth and just stay focused on America, focus on the small guy, focus on the guy and the woman that's trying to keep their families intact, focus on how we make our communities healthier, focus on how we are able to build a nation that thrives and loves each other and supports each other. So when I look at him, I say to myself, we got a fighter and we have so many other fighters standing with him. That's the great thing. We have a massive army out there of people focusing on making sure Bobby Kennedy is successful, but also focus on how we preserve our, our, our constitutional republic in this country. I don't like the term democracy. I laugh every time I hear people, we have to preserve our democracy. I don't want to preserve that democracy. That democracy has been hijacked. We need to go back with, on the principles of what this country is built on. Debate, discussion, right? That's what it was. Constitutional Republic. We're debating. What was happening on Capitol Hill with the Republicans in Congress? I think it was absolutely wonderful. Mm -hmm. We need disruption. Everybody wants to say, oh, we need to get along. Well, that's why we're where we are right now. That's why we have the problems that we have right now. It's not about getting along and going along. It's about fighting against the system that's hell bent on destroying this country and destroying our life. So I think Bobby stands head and shoulders over all of those people. And I got to tell you, I'm very proud that he's taken the risk. All of the things that we've done in the last three and a half years, and he's been out there maybe last 10 years, maybe 15 years, but we've taken a lot of risk. We got punched in the mouth a lot. We were said we were anti-vax, but guess what? I am anti-fascism. I am anti-Big Pharma. I am anti-anything that strips me my human rights. I am anti-anything that strips me my civil rights. I embrace that. I embrace it all. So I think that he did the same thing. He's embracing it. I don't run away from anything when they say I'm anti. I said, you're absolutely right. I am anti the globalist. I am anti any agency that takes Americans' dollars and use it against us like the FDA, like the CDC, like our government officials. I mean, so at the end of the day, is so many things that we can fix if we just start having a bigger dialogue and not be afraid of disruption. Anybody that wants to get along, go along now, that time is up. And I think if Bobby just stays focused on America's issues, you know, those bread and butter issues, where we live. Look, I've traveled 738,000 miles. I've done a poll of this country. They don't have to do another poll. I can tell you what they're thinking in rural America. I can tell you what they think in urban America. And they, don't, they are just darn tired. And that's what I want to see. I want to see him back on that messaging as opposed to everything else. Here, here. That'll fix itself. Yeah. Listen, I'm 60 years old. He might be almost, I ain't going to tell you, he's a young man. He looks like he's a teenager. But at the end of the day, guess what? Those issues are going to be here. America wants to be taken care of. Look what's happening in our border now. Our country is not only being attacked from the outside, but it's being attacked by the, from the inside. Yeah. And that's what we need to deal with. So all you, of these other issues are not our issues. I'm sorry. No, no. Well, and I want to just go back to something you brought up because I'm sure the audience heard you say this and it made their their you know their ears perk up. Globalists versus America first. Kevin, yeah, yeah. that that sounds very similar to what we heard in 2016 and 2020 from President Trump and heck, even before that, 2012 and 2008 with Ron Paul and you're seeing there there is this um, small L libertarian mentality and and kind of couple that with the Jordan Peterson clean up your own room first uh, mentality and it just makes sense. Why are we focused on what's happening halfway across the world when we can't even get East Palestine, Ohio taken care of after they have one of the worst natural disaster well not natural disaster worst disasters in terms of the impact on the environment we've seen 
in, in our American history. And yet we we continue. I mean, Maui fires were just a few months ago. Um, there, all these issues that are happening right, in our borders. This, this, this is why nobody's talking about it anymore. Right. See, this is what I'm saying. If you stay focused on those issues in this country right now, you win the day. If you're over here having the same dialogue they've been having for 30 and, and 40 years and, and those issues are still there. And if you're out on it or you if you're on the inside and you're talking about what's happening on the outside, as opposed to my issues, I'm not going to ever vote for you anymore. And that's what's happening in the black community. They're tired of it. They don't want to hear it. They want repair. They want somebody to listen to them. They want somebody to give them support. And they are prepared to not vote. I'm telling you, if they don't find a candidate that they can trust. I don't think you're going to you're going to see something like you've never seen before. Black Americans are just not going to go to the polls. And the Democratic Party does not care about America. They care about the corporatocracy. They care about controlling us and telling us what we should do and what we can't do. We saw that for three years. And I'm giving a message to those Republicans. I got to tell you something. As of today, nobody's interested in you either. Because they're doing what they're doing to themselves by taking that load of garbage that they've been selling us for the last 15 to 20 years. Trump was the best thing for for them, period. I mean, he gave them the roadmap and the establishment Republicans. Guess what? And the Democratic Republicans are the same. That uniparty narrative. We should always remember that they are the uniparty. Yep. They don't work for America. America is not first. So I think Bobby is saying America is first to me. And I have a history and I care and I want to be supportive. So at the end of the day, I, I think that if he just gets right back in the middle, stay right down that middle and have a big conversation with America. And the, the theme is how do we preserve our constitutional republic? How do we help every American in this country? How do we stop this government from deregulating or I should say regulating us into failed fail small businesses, failed small communities, and how do we bring this country back together? If that is not your theme, no one's listening to you. Yep. Yep. Well, Kevin, let's do this as we go towards the tail end of the conversation, because I'm sure a lot of folks listening today, you know, maybe they were a little on the fence with RFK Jr. Maybe there's some things that they weren't on board with. But to your point, there seems to be a better understanding, I hope, you know, as we leave today's episode of this isn't a matter of specific issues, but rather a grand kind of goal, right? What are we trying to accomplish? Are we trying to accomplish you know, minor little policy wins? Or are we trying to change the narrative? Are we trying to change the conversations we're having? I think that is exactly what RFK is having success in doing and is helping reframe narratives, reframe the conversations that we as a country are having. Now, I say all that, I'm optimistic, and yet... I still look at the duopoly. I still see the uniparty, as you you refer to them, the Republicans and Democrats, as the two major controlling parties in America. Kevin, give us the, the blueprint. How can an independent candidate like RFK go out and actually find some electoral success in 2024? I just said it. Stay down the middle. Talk about America first. I'm sorry. Anybody on his side or any inside any of these organizations, if they're not talking about America first, if they're not talking about what we need to preserve our constitutional republic. How do we work with people and across lines? I mean, as far as race is concerned, let me say something about that. This is not a race issue happening in this country. That's not the issue. 
And it's not about class, it's about power and control. And I think that's what Bobby's fighting for. He's fighting for us. He's talking about giving us back our power, giving us back our control, getting us to have a, have a person that they can work, that can work with him or groups of people that can work with him to make a change for America. And that's the issue for me. That's what I want to hear. You know, I just was with my youngest granddaughter. She was just born a year ago up in New Jersey. That's why I'm working hard. And yep. that's why I would support a Bobby Kennedy, because I know that the world that I lived in, where I was given so much opportunity, will be here and be available to her and be available to my other grandchildren if we have leaders like that. And the other the other thing I want to do, I want to challenge all Americans today. Get up off your butts, turn off your TV and go out there and join that team, the Kennedy team, and go out there and give him support. Knock on doors, pick up your telephone. I don't care if you're Republican and Democrat. Step away. Let's show those two people, those two groups that we no longer are listening to you. And that's what I think should happen. Now, think about this, this emerging industry. You said, you know, you, you um, did a plug for Cardio Miracle, right? I do great work with John Hewlett and those guys. And right now we're working together um, um, to Black Health Initiative, a Black American Health Initiative to go out across America and break this whole cycle of sick care and to move the black community into the wellness sector, really get us to understand what it means to be wellness. Right now, you got Dr. Group at the Global Healing, all of those guys really coming up with supplements and nutrients that are really going to be a powerful force for that discussion to heal the body, to heal the body, because Big Pharma has been commoditizing our bodies for too long and we have to stop it. And the same thing, you got the wellness center. You got so many people, so many new organizations, so many new companies, so much new energy in this country. I want people to get back to that. And what I'm finding out is, you know, the medical freedom movement that was singular focus is now all over the place talking about things that have nothing to do with preserving life. That's all political. We need to get back to the business of working together to save this country and to fight against big pharma and fight against the tyranny of our time. I think if we don't do that, everything we did for the last four years will be for nothing. Here, here. And uh, thank you for the callback. Yes, John Hewlett and the amazing team over at Cardio Miracle. Very thankful for them as our studio sponsor, which, by the way, folks, CardioMiracle.com, code TBNS uh, for 15% off. But with that being said, yes, we are going towards our uh, a segment we call Final Thoughts here, Kevin. And I'll kick things off if you're cool with it. Um, I mentioned earlier, yeah, I've, I've been on the fence with RFK Jr. And, and namely, it was because I didn't, I didn't know what he saw as the path forward. And now having you on the show, Kevin, you, you've actually helped articulate and paint that picture a lot more clearly. And I think a lot of folks in the audience, even if they are more of the right-leaning persuasion, or heck, even some folks who maybe found their way here of the left-wing persuasion, I don't know who you are, but please send me an email at brian at briannicholshow.com. I want to know who you are. Um, but maybe this conversation helped plant some seeds for them as it did for me, because at the end of the day, right, what are we trying to accomplish? It's not team party politics. It's rather saving this country. And we all, I think, are in the, the position where we look around and we say, this isn't working. What we what we, what we had as our, our model going forward back in the day was working, right? And you mentioned, you know, you have your grandkid. I have my seven-month-old daughter. Like, I, I, my focus is not on me anymore. My focus is on the future for her and for her kids and their kids, which at that point I'm a great grandpa and I'm going to be an old fuddy duddy, but like, that's what matters. That's the stuff that we need to pay attention to. And and frankly, I'm thankful that someone like RFK Jr., someone like Vivek Ramaswamy, someone like, yeah, I'm going to say it, Donald Trump. They're the folks out there who are actually talking about this stuff. And, you know, as I wrap my final thought up here, Kevin, I mean, I'm just going to toss it out there. 
what better maybe ticket could there be besides, and I'll defer how we want to flip it, Trump, Kennedy, Kennedy, Trump? I don't know. Could be something to consider, but that's my final thoughts. Kevin, what do you have for us on your end? Well, think about this, though. They already are doing the one-two anyway. I mean, you know, Trump is out there saying the same thing. How do we preserve our constitutional republic? How do we fight against, you know, the military industrial complex? How do we fix America? How do we bring all communities together? And how do we move beyond the race issue? And how do we bring America back together and keep us focused on what's true and how this, why this country is so important? People are looking for us. The rest of the world is saying, where is America? The rest of the world is saying, what is happening with those Americans that understand what independence is? And I think, you know, Bobby represents that. I think people are looking at him and saying, wait a minute, is he the person that can really open up a discussion with us and listen to us? I think if Bobby just listens to America, he'll hear it all. You know, the rancher, the farmer, the, you know, the, the, the mother and father that's working hard every day to try to put food on the table. They don't trust the government anymore. They don't trust other parties anymore. There's an opportunity there. There's a great opportunity. If you look at what Trump did, Guess what? The reason why they're attacking him so much is because they can't make money off of him. They can't use him. The corporatocracy wants him out of the way because they can't have wars every day. They can't strip us of our resources every day. They can't enrich all of these major corporations with the transfer of wealth that's been going over trillions of trillions of dollars have been given to these corporations while Americans are starving. America cannot survive that way. And whoever understands that as a candidate, will win the day. I'm telling you. You're here. I'm telling you, whoever understands that will win the day. We don't care what's happening in the rest of the part of the world. We care about what's happening in this country. I, I think um, if we were in the 1980s, 1990s, you'd have folks like George Carlin just singing the praises of folks like RFK Jr. Because he was preaching on stage, albeit through the, the lens of stand-up comedy, but he was the one on stage saying it's a big party and you're not in it. Like that's that's the the difference of where we were then to where we were now. I think, you know, back then George Carlin would say that to an audience and some folks were listening, but other folks were like, "Okay, George, go back to comedy." But more folks nowadays hear that and they just say, "Yep, that's true." And the more people who just acknowledge the fundamental realities as, "Yep, that's true," the more chance I think we actually have to to make some real changes. So, Kevin, this is a conversation I know we could keep going and going and going, I but know. unfortunately, yeah. we are hard-pressed for time, which means um, as we go towards the end of the episode, you know, I'm going to do my call to action for folks, and that is please go ahead and share mm-hmm. today's episode. Whether you're on the RFK train, if you're not on board yet, please share the episode because this is the conversation that your average person needs to hear, especially if they think that their only options are left team, right team, blue team, red team. I feel like I'm a Dr. Seuss book, but if if that's the mentality that your friends and family have, this is an episode that hopefully will open their eyes. And with that, if they want to reach out to yours truly, they can find me at B Nichols Liberty. Kevin, where can folks go ahead and reach out to if you want to continue the conversation? You can catch me on Instagram um, at Kev D Jenkins one. You can catch me on Twitter at Kev D Jenkins one night, 1963. Um, you can catch me at the black um, American um, initiative, BHI on um, .com. Um, I got to tell you something. I'm really happy we had this conversation. Today, Me too. Um, because I've been traveling a lot and I've been listening to everyone and people are saying, hey, Kev, we got to get back to basics here politically. We have to find a candidate that we can trust. And I tell them, you got to go over and support Bobby. You can't keep making excuses. You can't be in the middle of the road. You got to be over there because you have to show these two parties that their time is up. 
their time is up and we should be moving away from them. And if they're not about being disruptive and protecting our rights, our, our human rights, protecting our families, we have no need for them anymore. Kevin Jenkins, folks, if you enjoyed the episode, again, give it a share. And when you do, please tag yours truly and tag Kevin. All the social media links are in the show notes. And by the way, folks, if you're trying to figure out where the heck you can catch the show beyond where it is you're already catching it, well, here's where you can go ahead and find us. On the video version of the show, yes, we are still on the traditional YouTubes, but we are also on Rumble as well as X.com, formerly Twitter. And we upload our entire episodes to Ben Swan's Sovereign, S-O-V. R-E-N, great organization, independent media. And by the way, if you are catching our episode over there today, well, congratulations, you're seeing today's episode before anybody else. That's your Sovereign exclusive. And by the way, for audio version of the show, wherever it is you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube Music, Spotify, wherever it is, all I ask is that you hit that subscribe button. And of course, do yourself a favor, hit download unplayed episodes. We have over 800, almost 800 episodes, I think it is at this point. So you can start with episode one, get to episode, I think we're at 790 here on our show today, but we have 800 plus episodes in total with bonus episodes and appearances of yours truly and other podcasts. So head over there. I guarantee each of those will leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. And uh, one final note, if you are joining us on the YouTubes, well, of course, hit the subscribe button. Little notification bell, and of course, hit the, uh, the the comments. I want to hear what your thoughts are, but also stick around because right about here, you should be seeing uh, pop up my conversation with aforementioned John Hewlett. He was on the show a little bit ago. We were talking about Cardio Miracle and the amazing supplement that is nitric oxide. So if you want to go ahead and stick around to learn more about that, plus also. I mean, of course, be an informed buyer before you go ahead and purchase some Cardio Miracle. Stick around there. But with that being said, Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Kevin Jenkins. We'll see you next Thank time. You. Bye, Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.